escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. When you want to eat, just momo it. Tired of the long queues in the supermarket? Pay with Momo. When you really want that beautiful new blouse, just Momo it. When you want to get a trim and get fresh to impress you know who, just Momo it. When you need to pay your utility bills and domestic staff, Shani Momo. When you want to send love to the family back home, send some Momo. Join the millions of MTN Momo users all over Ghana and live life the brighter way. So just Momo it. MTN. Good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. We're live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM affiliate across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Kaliawo FM in Nakachi Radio, Max in Takradi, KTU Radio in Kofordia. We're live on X Spaces. We're on Facebook. You're on myjohnline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean floor in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Drew Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HTP pipes and water tank. We are the only water story tank with a level indicator where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, there is heavy military and police presence in the Oti regional town of Inquanta as six persons are reported dead following clashes between Adelichala and Akiode. Some people were shot dead, but six. The police confirmed that the IGP is fully aware and they are all working around the clock. Hmm. My information is that there have been deployments of more troops, both police and the military, and they are on their way towards some quarter. We're live in the area also here from the regional minister. Once again, IMF revises board meeting date on Ghana's program review to the first week in December over fresh concerns from China on a cutoff date for debt restructuring. Government has met all the requirements. There's supposed to be a deficit gap of um, 0.5% of GDP, which has been met. And we're also supposed to upgrade the budget, which that has been done as well. We'll get to hear from an economist on the implications of this for government planning. But despite the foot dragging, the Speaker of Parliament says the House will not be stampeded into taking decisions to suit the IMF. You can see the arm of the IMF in a lot of provisions in the budget. Like the affirmative action has come to Parliament under a certificate of agency. Please, it won't happen. We won't pass it under a certificate of agency. I'll take you live to Parliament where the debate on the 2024 budget has just kick-started. Also, Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association demands inclusion in the government's plan to waive taxes on vehicle importation for medical officers. The waiver is being instituted after the NDC cut it off. Then we would have loved to see that it cuts across all health professionals, especially our nurses and midwives who form the majority of health professionals. 
the sports. The Black Stars hope to top Group I in a crucial 2026 World Cup qualifier against Comoros today. Now, father of five children who were run over and killed by a trailer demands justice as he says no one involved in the death of his five daughters is being held responsible. Uh, Our children went to school and the only news we got was that the trailer had crushed them to death. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Thanks for choosing us. In our very first story, we start off from the Oti region where six persons are reported dead following clashes between the Adele Chala and Achode um, traditional areas in the Nkwanta South District of the Oti region. It is unclear what may have triggered the clashes, but the Oti Regional Security Council has deployed the military and police personnel to restore calm in the town, which has since been deserted. Some victims injured in clashes are receiving treatment at the St. Joseph Catholic Hospital. The Oti Regional Minister Minister uh, Joshua Mukubu uh, confirms the development to join us. And the uh, Municipal Chief Executive from Kwanta Staff, Honorable Bright Kwame Lenwa, called me and told me that he had heard of uh, rumors of uh, renewed classes between the Achodis and Adeles, and that some uh, gunshots they were being fired sporadically uh, in town, but he couldn't confirm. So I got in touch with the crime officer and he confirmed that yes, uh, some uh, uh, gunshots uh, have been heard when they were moving to the scene. So later on in the day, my regional police commander also called me in the evening. Mm. And then the regional NIB also called me. And then people from Mkwanta, from both sides of the ethnic groups also called me. Well, thankfully, uh, the minister himself, Joseph Makubu, joins us on the line. We are grateful for your time. So for those who do not know the genesis of this clash between Adele Chala and Achode, what would you say uh, really is the cause? Um, thank- Hello? We can, we can hear you, Mr. Makubu. Yeah, um, thank you very much. Um, I think um, um, in Nkwanta, there have been this issue of uh, land litigation, uh, among the people in Nkwanta, the Charles, the Achodis, and then the Adeles on the other side. There are times they have been in and out of court over some parcels of land. And then um, 2021, there was this issue of a uh, young festival by the Achode people and then Kwanta town, which the other ethnic groups were uh, opposed to it. We met at the regional security council and then we decided that in the interest of peace, uh, the festival celebration should be put on hold, which the actually people obliged. Last year, it had not got into the festival, but because those uh, uh, contentions were still there, an incident happened on the farm which was reported to the police and later on resulted in some skirmishes leading to the death of two people last year and then other people were injured and then they were treated at the hospital. One of the guys mm-hmm. got the arm amputated. Then this year it came uh, when October came the actual day uh, declared the intention of celebrating the festival and it was met with the same opposition. And then the issue was handled at the research level to the research level. 
And again, we ask that, look, we need to live in peace. We have been living in peace. So for the celebration of the festival, uh, it should be put on hold for further consultations to be done to ensure mm-hmm. that even if it will be done, it is done within the, a very uh, peaceful atmosphere. Okay. So that was a decision that took about some three weeks ago. And all the parties went home, and then the, there were some skirmishes that led to the death of one person. Uh, and then we brought in the security. The situation had been subdued. Uh, and we thought things were normal. Until yesterday, when I heard of uh, that incident again, that there were gunshots, and we had to pick information. Mm. So as a man that we speak, RISEC has uh, dispatched some, uh, the NRD, the regional police commander, and some other officers to go there mm. and then be able to explain to us what actually triggered yesterday's incident. Okay, that and what has, what, what has been the briefing so far since the deployment? Um, is the situation under control? Are they able to maintain peace in the town? Yeah, yeah. as we speak now, it is not as it was um, yesterday in the evening. And as I indicated earlier, uh, more men are being brought from the voter region, greater crowd, including both the security and the, uh, the police and the military. So we are very hopeful that at least uh, Cam will have returned. But we still call. I've spoken with chiefs from both sides, calling on them to okay. get our youth to put the guns down, put the machetes down, Let's smoke the peace pipe. They gave me their assurances, but we are so okay. Okay, so just for clarity, though, how many persons have lost their life in this renewed clashes? You'd say. Yeah, okay, so as I indicated, uh, the, some of the bodies are even on their way to the morgue. As I said, uh, the police told me that so far they have found six dead bodies. But there are unconfirmed reports, some are saying 13, some are saying but we cannot be talking about that until what the police can actually confirm. Okay, and I'm sure that uh, by close of day you'll get uh, that full confirmation on the numbers there. That's the OT Regional Minister Joshua Makubo. In the Ashanti region, 36 personnel of the Rapid Response Unit of the Forestry Commission have been invited by the Ashanti Regional Police Command to assist in investigations into a shoot-to-death case of two persons at a mining area at Fante. The 36 were part of a contingent dispatched to the Desiree Forest Reserve in the Ashanti region on an anti-Galamse operation which resulted in the gunning down of two. Love FMC Rastos Asari Donko has been monitoring uh, the appearance at the Regional Police Command in Kumasi and joins us for more. So, Erastus, what's really the side of the story? So, uh, just a short while ago, we had the uh, 36 um, uh, members of the Rapid Response Unit drawn from various units uh, marched to the uh, Redna Crime Office. Um, those who were holding guns at the time, their guns have been uh, confiscated at the moment. Uh, I saw them writing, um, you know, noting them down and all that, and they've been taken for forensic investigations. And so currently, um, I'm not being told whether they've been arrested or they have been uh, just invited, but that is what I know for now. Okay. But their story, they are telling me about what happened that day. Some have uh, been nosing around, and uh, they are saying that on that fateful day, they met them inside the forest reserves 
um, they dispute the claim that it was a community mining scheme. They said it's not a community mining scheme. It's within the forest reserve. Uh, they drew a line and asked the people who were attacking them with a sidearm and two uh, shotguns uh, not to cross the line. But one of them was holding a machete, uh, tried to cross the line to the extent of wrestling with one of the officers for his um, uh, a rifle. And that's what led to the shooting got two of them dead. Okay, that's my colleague Erastus Asare Donko there reporting from Fante. Well, it's been five years since a trailer ran over five schoolgirls at a century in the central region, killing them instantly. The girls aged between 11 and 14 were all biological daughters of a 49-year-old carpenter. He says justice has eluded him because he is poor. He opened up at a remembrance event in Accra for victims of road accidents. Here's Benedicta Adubia Asare's report read to you. The girls, Eva, Vivian, Abigail, Emanuela and Lydia were sent on an errand by their school teacher during break time. As they waited on the pavement to cross the road to fetch their teacher's items, a trailer ran over them, crashing and killing them instantly. Our children went to school and the only news we got was that a trailer had crashed them to death. It's been five years since the incident, but father of the deceased girls, Yawasari, says he's still traumatized by the incident, especially because no one appears to be interested in helping him get justice. After that, you know, after their burial, all efforts to seek justice have proven futile. I have lost hope. Both the car owner and the driver are nowhere to be found. The car was moved from where the incident happened after about a week, with no traces of the perpetrators. He joined a group of people who have been victims of road accidents at an event to vent his pain about not receiving justice. That's Benedicta Adubia Asari's report read to you. Now, the IMF has revised yet again its board meeting date on Ghana's program review and second trend disbursement to first week in December. This is what Joy Business has picked up from persons with knowledge of Ghana's program with the fund. George Riafe has the rest of the story. The move is more of a precautionary measure to deal with fresh concerns coming from China over the December 22 cutoff date for restructuring its debts. China rather wants March 2020 as a date that all funds that he has given to Ghana to be restructured. The IMF bought new dates to ensure that by that time, all these concerns have been addressed. Sources say the action has nothing to do with Ghana not meeting the targets set under the program for fresh disbursement. The fund had initially set November 29 as a new date for the board to meet on Ghana from the Wednesday date of November 22, 2023. However, this new date is what Joy Business has picked up from persons working on the program. Sources say the fund is not looking at the full agreement to be reached between Ghana and the official creditor committee co-chaired by France and China, but rather just a letter of comfort that they have agreed on the terms to begin discussions to restructure Ghana's debts.
Well, economist Professor Peter Corti says the move by the IMF is in the right direction. The government has met all the requirements. There was there's supposed to be a deficit uh, uh, gap of um, 0.5% of GDP, which has been met. And we also were supposed to have read the budget, which is, that has been done as well. So all that is required is the comfort letter from the creditors. And uh, I believe that the... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Discussion has to go on. We cannot be very definite that November 29 would happen. We can also hear from the Minister of State of the Finance Ministry, Mohamed Amin Adam, assuring that Ghana is on course to get in the second tranche. There was no November 1. I don't know uh, where it is manufactured from. Uh, what you saw on the paper, which your station uh, published, was indicative. But you knew that as of October, we had negotiated and finalized the, the staff agreement. Mm-hmm. And when you negotiate and finalize the, the staff agreement, it means that you have met the conditions. There are two conditions that we were left to meet. Number one was the presentation of this budget, which uh, uh, takes to achieve the fiscal path of 0.5% mm-hmm. uh, support. And number two is to have an agreement with our creditors, as far as the negotiation over the restructure of the debt are concerned. So this budget has been presented, and so one of the two remaining has been, has been met. Mm. We are determined to conclude uh, the negotiation to get uh, some agreement. Meanwhile, the debate on the 2024 budget has just started in Parliament. Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us on the line with the very latest. What did we miss, Kweku? Well, Kojo Fongkroma has kickstarted the debate on behalf of the majority. He has been calling out the minority and their rhetoric that this budget is useless, this budget is empty. We said from the minority leader on that on PM Express. Kojo Fongkroma said... This budget is going to restore growth. It is going to bring down the cost of living. And the expectation is that by the end of 2024, inflation would have reduced to 15% and citizens must rally, uh, must rally for this budget. Well, so what, what more are we to expect, though, Kweko? So, after Kojo Bonkuma's speech, it is expected that the ranking member of the Finance Committee, Isaac Adungo, will also start the debate on behalf of the minority. Ranking members and other senior members of the House are is going to get 15 minutes. And this debate is going to last up until 28th of November, when leadership on both sides will conclude the debate. And then MPs will start going into the estimates that have been made to the various ministries, departments, and agencies, and will ultimately culminate in a vote on the Appropriation Act on the 22nd of December. Now, give me a brief about uh, attendance in Parliament, knowing that, um, some, especially on the side of the majority, we know that most of them uh, were up north um, during uh, Dr. Baumia's uh, thank you tour. Are they back? What exactly does it look like in terms of attendance? Right uh, about five minutes when the Speaker of Parliament gathered the House in the session, there were not more than 10 majority MPs there. In fact, the expectation was that the majority leader, or say Chairman Sabuns, was not going to be around because as of late last night, he was with Dr. Baumia in the northern region. But he has come back on the floor of the house. He has actually started the proceedings. But 
Currently, there are no more than 20 NPP MPs who are currently on the floor. There are a lot of NPP MPs, particularly for those from the northern part of the country who accompanied the vice president on that 10 tour. There are a sizable number of NDC MPs who are available. I mean, commiserate with the number that we usually see on set days in the house. There are about 50, 60 of them on the floor now. But when it comes to the majority side, very few of them are there. And in fact, when the house are sitting, they were not up to 10. That's uh, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante there. Well, we know uh, there are plans by government to waive taxes on vehicles imported into the country for uh, the Ghana Medical Association. This afternoon, we are hearing from the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association demanding that their members be included in that package. We can hear from Perpetual Lofriampo for speaking at the opening ceremony of the Association's 16 Quadrennial National Delegate Congress in Accra. It came as a surprise when we heard the Honorable Minister of Finance mentioned something about vehicle import tax waiver in the budget and mentioned that government will continue engaging the Ghana Medical Association. I must say this, it came as a surprise because we have all been working hard towards this and I remember we had the opportunity to submit a paper to His Excellency at the Jubilee House and called for this. Even along the way when we saw uh, police moving out of the country we drew the attention of the Ministry of the importance to um, let Cabinet know that this waiver can help um, curb the migration and therefore it should be reinstituted. The waiver is being instituted after the NDC cut it off. Then we would have loved to see that it cuts across all health professionals, especially our nurses and midwives. She makes a justification also for nurses to be given better conditions of service as she blames the increasing number of nurses leaving the country to the lack of tools to work with, poor remuneration and poor working conditions. A number of issues continue to affect the progress of our professions in Ghana and actually impede our ability to provide safe and quality services to Ghanaians. Unattractive conditions of service, including low remuneration, poor work environment due to the poor state of infrastructure of some hospitals and health centers, lack of logistics including some essential medicines, vaccines and equipment, and the development of many subject communities, result housing, bad roads, lack of social amenities, and many others. Perpetual Ophoriampa for Leeds, the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association. I'll take a quick break, but first, tell us about what is really wrong with James Jachikwesin that makes it difficult for him to either come to court or join a virtual link provided by the court. That's the question the court is asking lawyers for Asin North MP James Jachikwesin. This was after Chachuchikata, the MP's lawyer, informed the court of an application before the Apex Court seeking to prohibit the court from further hearing the matter because the judge, Mary Yanzu, has already predetermined the matter on the medical condition of the MP. Legal Affairs Correspondent Richard Kujinyaku is in course, joins us on the line. So Richard, uh, where exactly did they say the SN North MP is and what's wrong with him? Well, MFI James Chikwesin hasn't been seen in court. His lawyers informed the court at the last agenda date of his unavailability due to a medical test he's undergoing in Canada. Before the lawyers for the SN North told, uh, MP told the court about the absence of the MP, both parties, parties had met in the chambers of the judge and a letter was handed over to the judge with a plea by Chagisikata for the judge not to disclose the medical condition of George that you're facing because of how confidential the medical condition is. But the judge says the letter handed here does not disclose any health condition and has no attachment of a medical report that will invite the consideration of the court. 
Deputy Attorney General affirmed what transpired in the chambers, emphasizing that the accused uh, the counsel for the MP has sold to bring any medical experts to testify on the health of the MP. The court says the MP has refused to join a virtual link provided him and via uh, an email they supplied to the court. And so that is what has transpired in court today. Well, we know that the MPs wanted the court to stay proceedings and the, the lawyers wanted to stay proceedings until the Supreme Court determines the matter. Were they successful, though? Well, Judge Chikata was unsuccessful in his attempt to stay proceedings pending the Supreme Court determination. In fact, the court indicated that nothing bars them from continuing with the hearing of the matter because there is no order from the APS court asking them to stay proceedings and ask the lawyer uh, to proceed to move his application before the court. Judge Chikata is accusing the judge of bias. Uh, this relates to a purported comment the judge is purported to have made on the medical condition of the African okay. mm. Well, you've also been following the case involving the minority leader, Dr. Atuforsen. What transpired? Also, MFR, the minority leader, Kissel Atuforsen, his lawyers were all in court, but the other accused person wasn't in court. Lawyer for the accused told the court that the accused person is undergoing medical treatment, and so the court has ordered for a comprehensive medical report on the accused. And the case has been adjourned tomorrow. That's my colleague Richard Kujunyako of our Legal Affairs Desk taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News. Sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. Also by Duroplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC, HDP and uh, water tank. Uh, we'll return from the break with sports and take you around the country as the political temperature heats up. Do stay with us. Budgets are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel. In full quantity. Chale inside my card drama. Wow! The movie lovers always get some story to share, and the Premier League lovers too. They like complain. Hey, VR, ego over you. Hey, this one dear, it's like you're talking about me. The DSTV movie channels. Oh. Over me. This festive season, it go over you even more on DSTV. Sports are sports, movies and swap movies, kids channels are kids channels. And if you happen to be out this festive period, the DSTV stream go meet you there. Dial star 759 hash to reconnect or stay connected and unbox the entertainment this festive season. DSTV, it's your moment. Thanks for staying with us. It's time for sports. Yep, MFA, the Black Stars will top Group I in the 2026 World Cup qualifiers if they beat Comoros in their second game at 4 p.m. this afternoon. The last encounter between the two teams was the was the was at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations in Cameroon, where Comoros won 3-2, leading to the Black Stars' elimination from the tournament. But Hilton says that result has no bearing on today's game. These games are in the past. These uh, results have no significance in the past we are only concerned about now and nobody can can decide uh, on a performance or a scoreline because of scorelines in the past i reiterate again we have prepared ourselves the best way that we can international football there's always uh, a short turnover okay we traveled on saturday we arrived um, early hours of sunday 
We trained yesterday, we trained today, and we'll. Yep, MFIM, we've got live commentary for you at 4 p.m. Definitely the Black Stars will be the eye of Group A. <laughs> Let's do politics now. And the flag bearer of the NPP, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, um, has been admonishing Vice President, um, former President John Mahama. He says he's a brother and not an enemy as the political campaigns heat up. He stressed that both of them are his sons and whoever uh, wins the election brings the trophy home. That's the Dagbong, uh, overlord of Dagbong, Yana Abubakar Mohammed II. My colleague Samuel Imbura is with the f- uh, flag bearer of the NPP's team, joins us on the line with details. Imbura, what's happening? So at the moment, the but the Unfortunately, I have a terrible connection to uh, my colleague Samuel Imbura. We can hear from the Yana. My son, as we as mothers have to be great, we as mothers have to be grateful to all Ghanaians for trusting that only a northerner can leave Ghana after 2024. It's a big opportunity for us to demonstrate our maturity, competence, honesty, education to move Ghana forward. Now, let's touch base with the former president's team. And he's been on a Building Ghana tour. He's been responding to the vice president, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia's claims that the 24-hour economy is already being implemented. My colleague, Nanaya Ojima, is with the team. Nanaya, what's happening where you are? Hello, Nanaya. Well, we can hear from the former president. If one factory is doing 24 hours, that's not what I'm talking about. Everybody should be encouraged to be able to do a 24-hour shift. Because we have the harvest season now, the bumper harvest. Factories that are processing agricultural products should be able to run two shifts so that they are able to process as much of the agricultural produce as possible. There's nothing wrong with that. That's former President John Dramani Mahama. Now, Alan Kujuche Mantin's camp has described the sacking of former General Secretary Nano Yeninto, former Adenta MP Bwabi and Samoa, former Madina MP Boniface Abuba Cassidy, and hopes that Nadoya from the New Patriotic Party has a panic reaction over the threat the butterfly of a frontal could pose to the elephant. For us at Movement for Change, we are very excited about it. The four personalities involved are senior political figures in their own right. Uh, their voices have a strong appeal across the country. I, I suspect that is why, partly why the party is panicky about their declaration of support for the Honorable Adjun Kuchikadutra Martin. Now, advocates for neonatal care, we're moving away from politics, are asking government to include their health care in the National Health Insurance Scheme. According to the advocates, a child's first benefit from the state is the ability to live when born before the 40-week gestation period. There's more in this report by Hano Dami. Mothers of preterm babies often have to stay in hospitals for as long as their babies receive care. This affects their finances and general well-being. Olivia Sakwa has been at the Greater Accra Regional Hospital waiting for her third child 